I'm Greg Johnson, uh, CEO and Chairman of Metallic Minerals and Chairman of the Metallic Group of Companies. Metallic Minerals is a silver, gold, and copper-focused explorer developer with key assets in the Yukon's famous Kino Hill Silver District and the La Plata Mining District in the southwestern U.S., along with a portfolio of gold royalties that we're moving towards development in the famous Klondike Gold District. Greg, good to see you. We haven't seen you for three years. You've changed. <laughs> you're, you're almost half the man I knew. No, you've lost a lot of weight, is what I wanted to say. <laughs> so, um, look, I think we're going to kind of, rather than kind of refer back to anything we talked about, you know, b- back then, life has changed very different, tumultuous times since, since we last spoke. So, I'm interested in what you're doing now. So, uh, Kino, uh, Silver, La Plata, and you kind of got the royalties. Um, can we start with the kind of, I guess, most recent news, which is obviously to do with um, La Plata and, and Newcrest? So, uh, what's happening there? Yeah, so La Plata has been uh, a recent development, um, since, certainly since, I guess we probably had just acquired it when we spoke, if we spoke in 2020. Uh, we picked it up in late 2019. Um, what we were excited about was a porphyry system in the southwestern U.S. with good infrastructure that had seen work by big players, Rio Tinto um, and Freeport, historically, but hadn't seen exploration for you know 50 plus years. And so coming in and bringing our experience at Nova Gold, at Galore Creek, which is one of Canada's largest copper, gold, uh, silver porphyry systems, a, a style of porphyry we call alkalic systems. They're more more mafic, so they've got all high precious metals content. Um, we came in and were able to do the very first, you know, apply our toolbox uh, exploration. So the first soils, first time the district's been consolidated under one owner, first airborne geophysics, ground-based geophysics, and then hit the ground in 2020 with some confirmatory uh, drilling um, and basically underground sampling in the historic Allard. And then in uh, 2022, we delivered the first resource. So a combination of drilling from past uh, groups like Rio Tinto and and Freeport and ourselves. So just under uh, a billion pounds of of copper with about 15 million ounces of silver. So a copper-silver porphyry system. We, we knew the system had potential for other precious metals like gold and PGEs. Uh, after the resource in 2022, we, we did um, the first kind of step out drilling. So porphyry systems are big. You got to come up with some vectors. Which way are we going to drill on this thing? So we drilled two big holes, a 900 meter hole to the south, an 800 meter hole to the north. Both of them top to bottom, continuous porphyry style mineralization. But the southern one said, okay, you're getting out of the system. The northern one, which was the easternmost hole ever drilled, um, basically had the biggest hit ever hit at La Plata, 800 meters of continuous mineralization, about 0.41 equivalent copper top to bottom, lower 500 meters, 0.55, and then the lower 350 meters, you know, almost 0.7. And it ended in the classic, uh, very, very high grade at the very end of the hole. We, we got in some uh, mechanical issues, but we basically ended in two and a half percent copper, 50 grams of silver, and 11 grams of gold plus PGEs. So just a spectacular intercept in the bottom um, in porphyry style mineralization. So not a narrow structure or something, but you know, continuous box after box of porphyry. So we announced those results in February of this year. A lot of attention from the market with a discovery like that. That's one of the biggest hits in copper in North America in the last couple of years. Went to PDAC, had our core 
out, had a whole entourage of various major companies who are recognizing it's in the US, it's in a great location, and it has just had an amazing hit and it's wide open. Um, we saw uh, our new friends, Newcrest, who are considered you know, one of the top uh, groups in terms of gold and copper. They've got a couple of deposits, Acadia Ridgeway in Australia, which is world-class, 40 billion pounds of copper. And it was for many years, the largest silver producer in the world. Um, an alkalic porphyry like La Plata, like, like Delore. Um, they came in recognizing right away that this system had a lot of similarities to, uh, to Cadia. So quickly had a CA in place with those guys and they, they went to the, the, really the lead. They were on the ground doing their due diligence, deep dive. And we signed a strategic investment with them that we just announced last month. Uh, $6.3 million to take a 9.5% stake. The money is going to be dedicated to really continuing to understand how big and how wide the high-grade zone is at La Plata. Um, and there's a warrant that would come in. Uh, that was a 40-cent round, so a premium to market, a warrant at 55 that would basically fund next year's program. So we're right now in the process of getting the drill ready. We're hoping to start drilling here in the next few weeks. And basically, you know, the focus is going to be let's offset that spectacular discovery hole and see what this can turn into. Right. Here, here's the thing that confuses me, though, about this story. Um, you've, you're talking about nearest down like a, a, a billion pounds of copper equivalent, right? So, you know, copper, copper silver, main constituent parts. Um, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a big number, right? And you say that Newcrest, Newcrest recognize it as similar to another project, which, which they know, and they, they get that. The market is valuing your whole company, we haven't talked about the royalties or, 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 or um, keto yet, at less than 50 million bucks, right? So what I want to get from you today is, understand, let's get, if you don't mind, hone in on precisely what Newcrest is looking at, like for them, you know, you know, six point three million bucks is, is option money. They've probably got lots of bets across lots of different companies, working out where, where the next big thing is, right? But taking nine point nine is you can't sniff at it. But for them, it, it's, it doesn't mean much for you. It could mean everything. So let's hone in on that one. So when you say they recognize that the potential of this, where the market doesn't, so. What exactly are they looking at that the rest of us aren't? Yeah, so I, I think you make a really good point. I mean, Metallic has primarily been known for its high-grade keynote holdings, and I would argue a large part of our market cap is probably still tied to that. This is a new project for us that adds to that portfolio. Um, you know, the thing I think, what are the elements that they probably went into their calculus on this? One, they don't do a lot of strategic investments, so this is something that, you know, um, they only get involved in things they think really, you know, look promising. Um, they have an objective to increase their copper uh, production, so from 25% to 50% over the next you know, few years. Um, now, of course, there's this new transaction with Newmont, and they highlighted the quality of their copper gold portfolio as the rationale. But effectively, what they saw, Cadia Ridgeway is a world-class copper, gold, silver porphyry system in Australia, operated by those guys, and it's, it's really their marquee asset. Um, they also have um, Red Crisp up in the Golden Triangle, which they are currently developing. Um, and geologically, it's also an alkalic porphyry system. So it's this high precious metal end of the continuum. Those systems, Katie Ridgeway has been pumping out a billion dollars in cash, free cash flow for them, right? And they see the potential for Red Crisp to be the same. And the hallmark in those systems was they drilled some deeper holes that hit some really high grade 
that have them recognizing, oh, we're getting into the center. I'm talking about the early discovery days on those systems. And so looking at La Plata, here we are drilling on the edge of the system, continuous 800 meters of mineralization. That's half a mile of continuous mineralization starting at the surface. This is a big hit, right? There's a few other companies that have had big hits in South America, Philo and Solaris and Maramaca and a few others. But this is a big hit and it's in North America, US. And that's one of the other important things to Newcrest was they were looking to build their US portfolio. Um, so what, you know, we've got a system that's already got a resource that tells us it's a porphyry. It's already got a billion pounds. You know, in the in, in the mining space, these companies often have kind of hurdle rates. They don't, a gold company doesn't want to look at something that's not at least one or two million ounces and has room to grow. And what the copper guys will tell you is they want to see at least a billion pounds and room to grow. Um, so we're on the smaller end for porphyries at, at a billion pounds. There's a lot of room to grow. And if you looked at the class of these things, they tend to get bigger. Uh, but I think the thing that really captured Newcrest's attention was the grade. Um, so not only continuously mineralized, but the fact that that lower 500 meters was so high grade, particularly some of the key zones that were running, you know, 0.8 to 1% plus type grades. And that's, that's really what our exploration next phase is going to be focused on is, okay, we ended in high grade, the very highest grade in the whole. Now, you know, if we had kept going, how wide will that zone get? So these first couple of holes are going to be really designed to try to demonstrate well, how big is that? you know, quite spectacular grade that we've hit in, in that, uh, that hole. So, you know, I think what they're looking for is, yeah, we can see you guys can probably grow this cause it's open and it's a pour free and they tend to get bigger. Uh, but you know, particularly I think this thing stood out because of its geologic similarity to these systems that they know probably better than anybody in the industry, um, in terms of these alkalic precious metal rich systems. And, it stood out because this hit suggests we might be getting into the center of something comparable to Acadia or a Red Chris. Okay. So again, just stick, sticking with it for now, right? So that that's what Newcrest see in, in this. And perhaps we all should you know, start paying attention to some of those, some of those factors. Um, and I won't get technical on, on this session, but maybe if you come back, we, we, we can get, we can get a bit more technical, but the 6.3 million plus, whatever warrants come come good, um, depending on what your share price reaction is. Um, that money is to be allocated specifically and solely, um, you know, at La Plata, or are you allowed to kind of spread that around a bit? And while we're on it, you know, we'll, who's, who's going to be operating, um, you know, and, and managing that down uh, in Colorado? Yeah, so the money is uh, to be focused on it combination of uh, La Plata, but also general corporate purposes. So, it, it, you know, it's, it's fine, it's but not keto for, for us. But uh, yeah, it's not, we're not going to go drill holes at, at Kino for that. That'll be separate fund, uh, you know, for that. There's a technical committee that's been set up. So two uh, members from each company, these are their key technical experts in these kind of systems. Um, so budgets and, um, and targets and an approach will be approved by by the committee. Um, and what's great is Metallic is able to tap into some of that key expertise at Newcrest, and already we're we're tapping into some of their specialists. And so that's 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 a real advantage for a, a smaller company. I mean, our team's got most of our guys have got 20, 30, 40 years of experience and in these kinds of systems. I mean, Galore Creek for Nova Gold was very similar. That's now 50-50 owned by Newmont and tech, and it's an alkalic system. 
but to have the depth to reach into an organization like a Newcrest um, and be able to tap some other specialists is, is a real advantage for us. Um, right. So cash is good. Like came in. But the market didn't seem to like the, I don't know, whether they didn't like the dilution component or they didn't understand the need for that capital or what the capital would be used for. Or one, one, one of us seemed maybe they didn't like Newcrest coming in here. So that, that's maybe what the market's thinking, maybe. How, how do you view this in terms of your plans for building this thing out? Because you've got to build, you know, share price. Uh, you know, enterprise value for for the company, um, you know, and get your, your shareholders confident in about your strategy, right? So are you clear about what Newcrest will be demanding of you as a result of, of this joint venture? And do you think that is good or should be recognized as good for uh, the, the rest of the company's endeavors and for your shareholders? Yeah. So I think first, let's put it in context. You know, we saw a, a short-term peak in the in our sector in late 2020, and the entire sector, especially the juniors, have been consolidating since 2020. So, in context of where Metallic is at, this was a nice premium to market financing for Newcrest to come in. Um, so it was well above the market and the market did trade up to 40 cents, you know, during that period of, of the announcement. Um, ha we have traded back. So I think it's a great opportunity, but it's in parallel with the sector. I mean, these names all tend to trade together, same patterns up, same patterns down. And, and in general, it's been one, as, as you're well aware, this is a weak period for metals, particularly precious metals from May till typically July is the weakest seasonal part of the year for precious metals historically. Um, and the junior sector, look at the venture index. It's still almost pinned to its 52-week low. Um, and just recently, I was reading that the venture volumes are as low as they were last time in 2002, 2003. So there is a lack of interest in the sector, but again, that could be a great opportunity for people who are looking to get in, you know, at a really attractive, you know, entry point in the sector. I think we're at one of those those points here. It's crickets in the market in terms of volume. Um, yeah, a lot of our shareholders, like Eric Sprott and others, primarily bought in for the silver, and we're going to be delivering a resource on that. We can talk about it, but this is new value, and so I think as we start to demonstrate, you know, what hey, was that? What do you mean by that? New, new value? What do you mean by new value? Well, your market cap, you're trading at, we would have argued that six months ago, prior to this drilling, we would have argued all of our market cap was probably, or 90% of it was Kino Silver um, and the potential next door to Hecla in the Kino Silver District. So now we've got a second project that we've had big success on. We've delivered a resource. So there's a revaluation period here where the market's going to, okay, you've got that silver asset. That's still got a lot of value for half the Kino District, but now you've got something that has potential to be a billion dollar plus value if you guys can prove up a porphyry system that's economic, uh, you know, there. So, you know, how big is it? Well, we don't know yet, but we've already got up to that hurdle rate we talked about earlier in terms of we're already at that kind of billion pound plus level that's a minimum. Now, if we can demonstrate this has the real quality that could be something like a Red Chris or Acadia, even even outside of scale, right? In terms of, you know, those were billions and billions and billions of pounds, but just quality in terms of the resource grades, then that's something that will add value. And that was our experience at Galore. When we first acquired Galore for Nova Gold, 
the market didn't immediately shoot up to a billion dollar value for Galore, but over a period of a couple of years, as we grew the resource, tripled it uh, from what uh, Rio Tinto had developed, then the market was giving you know Galore uh, on its own about a billion dollars and Donlan on its own about a billion dollars. So I don't expect these things to overnight re-rate because one, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's get a few of these holes. I think these next coming holes are really going to speak for themselves. And if this isn't a one hole wonder, then we ought to be able to replicate it with our offset holes on this and be able to start to demonstrate, well, how wide is it? But what's exciting is if I look at what's the potential, well, that was an 800 meter hole. We're going to have a, a, a drill that can go deeper than 800 meters this time. You know, we'll be targeting a kilometer plus and a drill that could go up to two kilometers, but basically drill above it, drill below it, and and start to offset it laterally, all of a sudden you could really start to build big tonnage. And if that if we are getting into the center of a high grade system, which it is high grade, but how big is it? You know, it really could be meaningful. And and the type of intervals could be something comparable to what we're seeing in the marketplace, you know, with with companies like Afilo and others who are having these quite spectacular intercepts over very wide widths. And I think that's the potential here. Okay. But- it, it just it just kind of feels like e- so e- either it's it's new value in the shape of you know a big copper project with a, with a, with a with a you know mid tier um, group you know taking a chunk of your company and you know getting after what is already you know a, a lot of pounds in the ground or they don't they, sorry they, they don't understand that or the fact that they've devalued this kind of sil- the Kino silver uh, project because in terms of you know, enterprise value, market cap, however you want it, or even share price, it, it's, you're not kind of getting much recognition for what you're telling me you've got. So something's got to change. And that's got to either be the understanding in the, in the marketplace about how you play this thing, how this thing rolls out. Um, or you're going to have to, I guess, let the, the, the metals price do the heavy lifting for you. Gold's already doing that. Silver, I guess, will, will, will follow, but. How do, how do you see this playing out? Is there anything you can do? Or do you have to Absolutely. say, bide your time? I mean, if we look back at the last cycle as a model, clearly rising metal prices help drive higher prices in these resources, right? The metal in the ground becomes more valuable. So if we, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of the, you know, this is a, another commodity cycle that we're moving into. They tend to be six to 10 years in length and so I, I think we will see, looking forward, I think we will see higher prices and that'll drive. If you've got a resource, that resource is going to increase in value. But our business model isn't contingent on that. Our business model is really about, okay, we're in that sweet spot of we've got a system that can be has scale, measured in kilometers. It's a 10 square kilometer alteration system. There's only one small area that's been tested. Last hole on the east is wide open. It's the biggest hole we've ever hit. It's one of the biggest in North America, and we're now going to start offsetting from that. That's really similar to the early days at Donlin Creek and Galore, where we were coming in on the back of the work done by majors. And we took a system at the bottom of the market cycle. And as we started to step out drill and we started to grow it, the market started to respond and value started to accrue. I mean, amazingly, Nova Gold, who's a $3 billion company today, started out as a $10 million market cap. And Rick Van Nuenheiser and I used to joke, it's your turn to buy the shares today at the at the bear market bottom, right? There was no trading. But we brought in Donlin. It was already a sizable resource, even though the market was abysmal in 2001. And as we grew that, we tripled the size of the resource over three years, the market cap went up. And at first, the enterprise value per ounce was modest. 
but as we kept adding value and de-risking it, it increases. And the same at Galore. And so I would expect if we have further success, we already have something that's significant, we've got grade, if we can now continue to grow both the high grade and the overall grade, over time, I would expect La Plata value to get snapped on. And as we can start to de-risk it and grow it, uh, that that should add new market cap value reflecting you know, the caliber of that asset and the potential of that asset. And in parallel, we're looking to deliver the first resource at Kino Silver this year to so to daylight, hey, we've actually got, you know, significant metal in the ground there next door to the high grade operation for Hecla. That also should be a value adder. And, you know, for us, from our perspective, good projects are good projects. And if you've got more than one, great. You know, you just have to be able to really you know, succinctly just tell your story and get it out there and, and show this is a value adding story. So it's not predicated on higher metal prices. I think on a flat metal price, we're going to add value. And as we de-risk through resource, PEA, pre-fees, feasibility on a project, you know, historically, at least in a, in the rising part of the market cycle, which which I believe we're in, you, you can add value as you de-risk, the market will revalue on your EV per ounce or your discounted cash flow or whatever metric you use to, to be able to sell. Right. Okay. So let's just stick with some more, some some metrics. So it's just again stick, sticking with Lapata if we can. You got six point three million bucks. The, the bulk of which is going to be spent on on that asset. Um, you know a lot already. What more does Newcrest need to see before it makes the next move? You know what what, what is it that they they want from this project other than we want more copper? We want it in the U.S. Porphyries. It's a it's it's a, a, a sorry an asset that we think we understand. What do they want to do eventually? Just you know, sit and see how you perform over the next five, 10 years? Or is there some real kind of exit component here? Because you're not going to build mines. Well, our folks, you know, as you and I talked, you know, before the interview, I mean, the way I, I view the, the sector is you've got mine finders and people who know how to disco- make discoveries. And then once they have a discovery to grow those and de-risk them through the engineering stages. And then mine builders. And those are really separate, you know, things. So metallics structure, the way we're set up is if we can find something, you know, similar to what our success in the past with Nova Gold and other companies was, and we can grow that and de-risk it, then you've got a great opportunity to bring in a major. And in this case, at least at La Plata, we've already got a major who said, we're very interested. Um, And so next, this 6.3 will go into a really robust, probably two-phase drill program this year, 5,000 meters to start with. And after you see those results, another 5,000 meters. To do what? what, what why? You seem to have all, a lot of pounds already. So to do what? What, what, what questions are you answering with these 5,000 the, the meters? The big question here is, so we've got a, a drill hole that we just drilled that had that you know 800 meters of mineralization, in particular the lower 500 meters. 400 meters above that, there's two historic holes, one drilled by Freeport, one drilled by... Rio Tinto that both ended in mineralization. So, okay, you got a zone and it's open and it was good high grade. And then there's a deeper hole that also ended in mineralization. So we have four pierce points, none of which got through this zone. So one of the big questions we're asking on this first round is, okay, let's get in there and offset that hole above and below and laterally. And let's see how big that higher grade zone is. Because in most mines, to be economic, You've got to have a starter zone. You've got to have a higher grade component that you can get started with early on in the economics to pay off your capital. And so most major mining companies are looking for where is that higher grade starter zone in this deposit and what are the grades and what are the tonnages? 
you know, porphyries tend to get big. They're often measured in billions of tons of material and billions of pounds of contained copper. But the ones that are the real performers economically are the ones that have higher grade in a configuration that you can develop, um, and particularly early in the mine if you can. And so what, what I think we're really hoping to see is that, yeah, we've got that kind of five, lower 500 meters, but could that be 700 meters? Could that be 800? Could that be a kilometer of higher grade? And then what's the vertical and what's the lateral? But you know, it doesn't have to be massive. We don't have to turn this into a billion ton system to make it interesting. Even 50 or 100 million tons of the kind of grades we saw in the lower part of that hole, those are going to be as good as anything on the marketplace or better. Okay. Okay. Right. Look, I'm I'm in danger of um, over-egging this one. Um, We should talk about Kino. Um, That was your number one project last time we spoke three years ago. It was was more advanced at that point. What's what's happened since then? Yeah. So Kino has been a process originally of acquisition. So the Kino Hill Silver is one of the world's highest grade uh, producing silver camps in terms of grades. Um, started back right after the Klondike gold rush. Um, there's been more value produced in silver out of Kino than, than the Klondike itself. Um, Alexco was the operator there. They were taking it back into production. Um, tough markets stumbled, weren't able to bring the mine online, and that presented the opportunity last year for Hecla to step in. They bought Alexco. They bought out the royalty and so now this is going to be their highest grade silver mine in their portfolio. They're the largest U.S. producer. Soon they'll be the largest Canadian producer. They've really shifted to a focus on exploration. But a lot of their targets are deeper, um, particularly that down dip component on Birmingham. But, you know, you're talking 800 meters a kilometer depth. Um, as you go to the east, same geology, these structures continue. And we've got a number of high grade past producers on our ground that show we've got potential for Kino style high grades at surface that could be developed. So we have been advancing. We've got 40 something targets. We've advanced five of those to a more advanced stage where we've got multiple pierce points. And we're looking to table a first resource on three of those here uh, shortly after the, the middle of the year. And that then those are wide open. So we'll continue to grow on those. And our first objective is let's show we can table something that's multiples of years of production for the, the current mill as an opportunity to be able to fast track something without needing to go to a standalone, you know, as long as it's compatible. And certainly our discussions historically have been, if you guys can find material in the Kino district that's on the road and is compatible in terms of style and grade with what we're mining, incremental ore is always of interest to a, to a mining company. So uh, you know that's that's kind of our strategy there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's, um, you're, it's, you're in good company up there, obviously, um, with with um, Victoria, and a story we quite like Banyan, also d- down to your southwest, like southwest, southwest must be, um, as well as well as Hecla. So the the, the the region is 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 giving it up for sure. Um, and so how do you fund all of that? Well, we've we've got some money uh, already in the company before the um, before the financing with with Newcrest. Uh, we may that's that's flow through eligible, so we may look at doing a premium to market financing at the right time. Certainly not in this market, uh, but you know uh, we're historically our season at Kino can start as early as May and it can go well into the end of the year. In fact, Banyan does most of their work in winter, um, so you know I think this year we're going to hit the ground running at La Plata, so that's going to be our starting project. And then we'll look to probably start our, our follow-up drilling activity to step out on the new resources 
post-resource and probably in the late latter part of the summer and into the fall. Uh, and so we'll probably look to raise some money. We've got some warrants and things that could come in. Um, you know, so at this point, we're still in the like get the resource out at Kino and get the yeah, and then develop our plans for follow up on on that. Uh, starting at La Plata with phase one here in the very near term, and we've got an updated resource. It's an incremental resource at La Plata that's that's due out any day. Okay, okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll come back to that when you when you come back to it. Um, and just again, so again, round off the kind of run through the the portfolio as it were. Uh, Klondike production royalties. What's the update? So this is unusual <laughs> for a yeah. for a exploration company to have actual production. But um, those who follow the Nova Gold story from the last cycle may remember that we had a standing gravel business at Nome, Alaska, that um, basically brought in a million to two million dollars a year, and that allowed us to take on the Donlin asset at the bottom of the market cycle. We had a similar opportunity here in Metallic Minerals to pick up a large block of unmined Klondike. What's the challenge for these mid-sized plaster operators? Finding good ground that's got enough room that they can mine for you know a decade. Um, and so we picked up this ground. It was not mined because previously they were, you may have seen the bucket line dredges that were used in Fairbanks and Nome and in the Klondike, these basically floating dredges that, that mined these river valleys, well, those needed water and they needed power. It turns out Australia Creek, where our ground was the source of that water and power, so it didn't get mined. Um, so it's virgin Klondike ground. We brought in Parker Schnabel, whose Little Flake Mining is the company that operates on Discovery's Gold Rush program. So our property will be the property that's mined. He's a serious operator. He produced $20 million in gold last year just downstream. He's ramping up on our ground. We receive an advance royalty in the spring, and then it's a variable royalty between 10 and 20% of all gold produced. So we're basically, we're, we're providing a service for guys like Parker. We're acquiring the ground. We're getting the mining permits. And there's a real, there's a nice delta here in terms of a hard rock mine might take five years to permit. A placer mine in the Yukon can take six months. And so we basically provide them a block of ground, a permit, move in, do your development drilling and start mining. And so we're early stages of this, but we're looking to build this out into a into a royalty business over the next few years. And we got room for as many as 10 operators. Okay, interesting. So, so what's, what's, that, what's that worth to you? What's, what's that worth to the bottom line? Well, it's early days still, right? So it's we're one of the largest holders of plaster ground. We've got permits on about eight blocks. We're working to get the others. So it's it's just starting. But potentially that could be a million or $2 million once he's up and running just on royalties, just with Parker. Okay. And either it becomes a bit of GNA. Parker, you yeah. might want to take on more identifying other high quality operators, you know, we might build this into a sizable business. It could be something we could monetize. We could, you know, sell it to a, um, to one of the royalty companies, maybe at a nice premium or spin it out, you know, lots of optionality, you know, in, in this, but not a bad thing to have cash flow that's non-dilutive coming in. Oh, that's great. It's great. Covering your we, 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 costs. And it's a somewhat unusual situation for a, uh, you know, a junior explorer developer like ourselves. Yeah, I think, I think there's um, a company called um, GoGold. They've got a sort of tailings um, processing, which generates a, you know, a couple of million bucks a year for them, but it, it covers a lot of GNA, right? So That's right. absolutely. Why Why would you not? Well, um, markets, it might mean the difference between keeping the lights on and, and not, right? And being able to sure. go after opportunities. Uh, like free money, yeah. almost. Anyway, folks, go to the Discovery Channel and watch Gold Rush Television. Uh, that might get him some more money to be able to give to you. Um, 
<laughs> get the viewing numbers up. Um, okay. I think, look, okay. Look, I appreciate, I think for, let's park it there for now. Okay. I would love for you to come on and get a little bit more technical with, uh, with us, um, in terms of the, you know, the, the geology and how you're coming at both, both set, both assets, the core assets, um, for sure. But for today, good overview, good catch up. Um, I think good news on Newcrest. It feels like you know, perhaps not getting the kind of credit for that yet, um, but perhaps will do once once um, some of those um, assays come back and people start seeing what you're adding to the to the picture. I mean, Greg, thank you very much. It's really appreciate uh, being able to to chat with you again. It's been great to, to catch up. I think it is going to be an exciting year for us. And as I said, big drill program in La Plata. Let's let the drill speak on this one, but. Yeah, hardly any values come in from La Plata yet. So from my point of view, this is uh, the for sale sign is fully up here, folks. <laughs> it's a great time to be taking a look.